You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> We've been talking about the seasons of life, right? Hallelujah. Very important. <laughs> We read Ecclesiastes last week, and the Bible said, To every purpose or to everything there is time, and to every purpose there is season. Seasons are I shall not. And when Noah came out of the ark, God said, Why the ark remains seed time, harvest, cold and winter, summer, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Seasons. Seas. So there are seasons. Hallelujah. So there are. And we, we started last week. I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk this morning about overcoming adversity or overcoming the storms of life. Hallelujah. Because I'm not just speaking this morning, there is grace and anointing to lift people out of any pit that they are in. I don't know because sometimes uh, we forget the fact that some people are in what looks like a valley. But thank God it's a valley, it's a shine this morning. Your decision it is not real. Why is not? Because your faith is more real than what you are going through. Hallelujah. James 5 36, part of turning, so overcoming adversity, overcoming the storms of life. And we want to say something very important about that today. It's a season around, turning the table to your advantage, just turning the things around. So James 5 13 says, Is anyone among you afflicted? You call the what is the next word there? Say it loud. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pastor. Hallelujah. If anyone is anyone afflicted, is anyone among you afflicted? Let him the astray. Mm. Hallelujah. I like to come down. Is any afflicted? So where there is affliction, the prayer. The reason is this, and I want you to pay attention to this. It's not about storms happening or not happening. We pray, storms will come. But when the enemy sets himself against you, it is for a purpose. Now, when you have an intention, prayer at times will not stop the storm from coming, but it will stop the intention behind the storm. Every storm has straight. The Satan will not attack you without a motive. Okay? And when God wants to fall, when I was talking to the devil at times, he allows his plan to come to pass. But the purpose for the plan is defeated. Did you get that? So it's this way. About this, God could have stopped them from selling Joseph. God could have stopped Paul from going to prison. So Jesus put it in Luke 22, verse 31, Jesus says, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you. Jesus was talking as with. He said, but I have prayed for you, that your faith will not fail. If you were there when Jesus did not fail, you would assume that Peter would not deny Jesus. So the event still happened, but his faith did. So did you get that? So Judas betrayed him and Judas ended up hanging himself. So Peter betrayed him 
but Peter recovered back. Throws at you. So every temptation, every affliction, every obstruction that the enemy brings away, or life trauma, behind those storms is someone called the adversary, the devil himself. It can be a storm of relationship. When marriage becomes stuck work, sometimes uh, it is as if all else lets loose when it comes to your friend. Sometimes it's about your friends. Sometimes it's at which you when a person eventually loses his job or when a business is not doing fine, it is not too much about what to see visibly, but that debt, see, is meant to achieve something. So at times when the saint prays, what God does is the debts, the, the event, that is the end result of the, of the affliction. The reason why the affliction came, God has a way of defeating the purpose evil is it can still happen so when a believer is sacked when a believer applies for something and when a believer invests into business and he loses it is more it's not about the money that you have invested it's not about the business that went down it's not about the relationship that somebody walked away at other times than that the enemy wants to use that to achieve something so at times when you pray god does not allow evil to happen they seem to be happening but if you are praying they cannot achieve their purpose I get what I'm saying yes, praise the Lord Anyone is, are you, did you get what I've just said now yes, this is why that's what I just want to stress this morning about uh, why James said what he said that if the apostles life is afflicted let him pray if he does not pray the affliction will work out the will of the enemy and that will be established you it but when the person prays, God creates a system where that same thing, instead of it, best, uh, you to another level. So, generally speaking, storms are supposed to take you to another level. You've heard it many times. Never take your pain will become your gain. But I want to say this one that pain will not become gain except to pray. Do you know there are people listening to me? You are receiving a day off to pray about important issues of your life. So one day I saw what Jesus said. He was speaking to the disciples uh, to the and he said to them that you said the scripture. You think in them you have eternal life. He said, but you will not come to me. It's amazing how Christians don't go to Christ. Don't. We mentioned the issue in early morning prayer, but have you devoted a time when you step away from everybody to pray? About your life, if you time, Satan will you stand the chance of letting the will of the enemy come to pass to achieve the enemy's purpose. So, in that chapter 12, the Bible says that Herod, but was you somebody. So, Herod was the one that was championing the cause of the devil by now. And the Bible says, Herod took James and killed James. Yes, I'm going to the, the people were thinking God would deliver James. That is what Christians like doing that God would deliver James. God will deliver James. There are two ways to, in a case, no, I'm looking at my time. I'm, I'm talking about the fact that why it is important to pray in the time of affliction, that prayer will work out the will of God uh, uh, for you to me. No matter the affliction. Then the second thing I'm also saying is the fact that if you don't pray, you will not receive wisdom of what to do. Now, this is now problem. Some people are listening to me this morning. You'll make some wrong decisions in life. 
when a Christian woman marries wrongly and there is the, the stage in the marriage, is that the end of story? So why did Jesus die? What is, where is the place of mercy? When our mercy are haunting us day and night, then what, where, where is the place of the mercy of God? But this is, a, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Because people, you will not, you cannot use another wrong decision to correct a previous wrong decision. And many times, people don't go to God. When they land in trouble, you start again to, re, to think and plan your way out. You will sink deeper. Have you seen, uh, you see it in movies at times. I don't think we have too many of them in this country. This kind of sound that is, they battle about, say, there's a name they call it, that when people enter, they start sinking slowly. Quick sound, or what they call it? Quick sound, yeah. You start sinking slowly. The layout of that thing is that any attempt to make to, if you struggle, you sink faster. Somebody has to pull you out. Or you, and it's not a branch of a tree. Or something solid around. But you can't bring yourself out once you have entered it. And it's not water that you can swim. You can't swim. To the one who will give that you can walk in. Sometimes situations of life are like that. People are messed up. And in an attempt to come out, they sink deeper. Because they will not come to picture of God to marry them wisdom. And tell them how to come out. If we get there, we are going to see how to cry for help. At times, we pray for walking in. We pray for the in the face. At times, if it's a matter of mistakes that have been made for years, it's not a prayer of command. It's a prayer of mercy. Mercy of God. Are you following me? Is somebody with me today? The mercy of God. The God. So, it is where restoration happens. Mercy. So, is there anyone afflicted? Let him pray. Otherwise, the will of their eyes cleared. When they arrested James, everybody was like, yeah, God will sort out James. I know be James, James, uh, James, and Apostle James. <laughs> and right before their eyes, Herod killed James. Then they have bought I have. Oh, I feel sorry for James. Nobody prayed for James. Jesus prayed for Peter. Peter, he has always been fortunate. Jesus said, Satan desires prayer. Prayed for you. When the enemy desires to have you, you they are asked to be prayer. Either for you by somebody or by yourself. But the point is, there must be. They decide. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. Again, Peter was lucky again. When Herod killed James, he arrested Peter. This time around, constant purpose realized that, hey, if there is affliction and we don't pray, it will work out the will of the enemy. So the Bible says Peter was kept in the prison, but pray. Prayer. Oh. Hallelujah. Men not always to pray and not to faint. We are in the period of fasting. You must. The Bible says constant prayer was being offered for Peter. And that brought him out. Is anyone afflicted? Let him, let him, come, let him pray. Say that word loud. Is anyone afflicted? What should he do? Say it one more time. Let's complain. If anyone is in a tight corner, the Bible says let him pray. Jonah understood this. God, there are people listening to me. The situation looks like you are in the belly of a fish. Jonah was the architect of his own misfortune. This is why God said, Go to Nineveh and 
Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. There is mercy in the there is mercy in the house this morning. So we go to the throne of mercy. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy. It is important that a Christian comes to obtain mercy. Let me show you something. Now we go to Jonah. Do you know this was what Daniel prayed for? Daniel chapter 2, verse 17. Coming. I want us to see the line of prayer that Daniel told Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to pray when they were about to be destroyed. They sensed the onslaught, the enemy was the king of Babylon. And sometimes, once you don't learn what I'm saying now, some things will happen, and a Christian, a good man, will be involved also. So then, Babylon said that all wise men should be killed. And primarily, Satan was actually targeting Daniel and the guys. And these guys were still probably teenagers. Daniel went to his, and he was already targeting them. They were about 17, 18. And the Bible says, but Daniel understood how to construct prayer. Verse 17. Look at how Daniel prayed. Selves are made the thing known to Azania, that's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companion. Next verse. That they would desire what? I call by my name. together, everybody. They would desire what? Say it again. They would desire what? Oh. You see, that's why the Bible says, if my people that are the wrong decision, we humble themselves and pray. That's all testable. But I will show you the equivalent of If they will, the word there is humble yourself. Many times when you have made, there's a tendency of trying to calculate your way out. You sink yourself deeper. Sometimes rushing to go and beg somebody is a mistake. You, as you pray, the Almighty shows you how to come out. An attempt to come out by yourself, you mess up the matter more. Start to, they, there are people, once they, the moment they go out, they saw that they are in trouble because they now this is not the kind of person I want to marry. But by their wisdom, they have not raised at the end. Proverbs 14 12. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. You know the bad thing about that scripture, sir. It's not at the beginning that you discover that the way is wrong. The Bible says it is a way of death. How many people are 60 years old to now decide that they've been foolish all their life? There's a way that seems right. At the beginning of that, when you are following the way, it looks right. This is why it looks right. But at the end, that is painful that it's at the end that the way shows you that you are wrong. Not at the beginning. This is what a person must pray. So Daniel sensed it. And he said, hey guys, we need the masses of God. Hebrews forces. He said so that we don't perish with the rest in Babylon. And as they began to pray for mercy, God showed up. He prays, who are saying? That's what we are told to do. Let us come boldly. Hebrews 4, 16. You know, verse 15 says that we have the hype that we might pass through. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good news. And then it was tempted at every point, yet without sin. Now look at what. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. That would be what? Everybody say it. You see, as Jonah was in the belly of the fish, if Jonah did not pray, I am down, that being the end. But as soon as he landed in the belly, he did not look for night to cut his way out. Jonah began to pray. He just found out that, look, I'm in the belly of the fish, I need to pray. And Jonah started praying. The Bible says Jonah prayed from the belly of the fish. If you are in a school fish, you need to pray, not to skim your way out. And God told the fish to vomit Jonah. Now, this is why when they came out of the belly of the fish, said was massive. 
the whole city, the whole nation, Nineveh, an entire city fasted for three days without food and made animals to fast. When I would preach, and nobody ate for three days. Nobody has had that kind of terrific unction since then. Oh, I'm praying for that unction. We should worship. But Nigeria, we fast. <laughs> Wonderful unction. But see, that, that came because the people of Nineveh were fit. When they came, according to your Bible theologians, what they told us. So they were by the seaside when they saw a fish. That was why the preaching was very deep. So he came out of the mouth of the fish and he started preaching. Who will not listen to that? You are worshipping fish and the biggest fish just vomited somebody. And he said that repent. Ah, you will repent fast. What was meant to destroy Jonah eventually amplified the message. Because of what transpired in between, he prayed. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. Is your fiancé beginning to misbehave? Let him <laughs> to make life. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. Trust in the Lord with all you are. Lean not on your own understanding. Is your boss beginning to let him pray? Don't start scheming out to do it and let if there's any affliction. Bible prescription is that you pray. Read about Joseph. Any kind of affliction. Oh. <laughs> I want to show you a story and I'll close with this. You hear number one part, right? Let's read Second Chronicles chapter 18. I'll show you something about this guy. He was such a good man, but he was a fool. For Joseph, he joined himself to Ahab. I mean, he was just doing some wrong stuff, but God loved Joseph because he was a good man. It was the same guy that Elisha looked at and said, Ah, if not, we are going for a battle. He looked at the king of Israel and then the king of Edom. And then Jehoshaphat, and they came to Elisha and said that we've been walking around there and no water. I so dried up the animals will die. Ah, when Elisha saw Ahab, uh, saw the king of Israel, son of Ahab, he was angry. He said, Honestly, your, your, your presence just brought that You are deaf. He said, Boy, there is a man with you. Ah, who journeys with you in life is a though you are with this. That guy was a wicked guy, but a but Jehoshaphat was with him. Elijah said, that, Ah, Jehoshaphat, such a good man. I can't ignore your presence. If you were not here, I for call fire down this guy. Because I've been thinking of roasting him a long time ago. <laughs> but now he can't come himself to my prayer. <laughs> I, I, I should fry him alive. He said, But as I look at you, Jehoshaphat, huh? it was the same thing the guy carried by this guy. Second Chronicles 18. Uh, I don't know. We are not sorry it's in 18. Maybe verse. I don't know what verse where the king of Israel told him that you wear your royal robe. Go to my son. That's why I say, well, I mean, a fool. We are going to battle. Second Chronicles 18. 18, not 19, please. 18. 29. So the king of Israel, look at this. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and I will go to the battle. But put thou on thy robe. And they went, I won't, I mean, Ah, that's the problem with it's sometimes not when people are too good, they become naive. Generation, if Jesus said, Be as harmless as a dove, but he said also be as wise as serpents. In this gen, but be as harmless as a dove, and you are not wise as serpent, they will use you for barbecue. So even the Lord said, Be harmless, a bad thing is smart. 
So people say everything around people. All your plans. I mean, you see, the, 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 everybody about being a good person is this. You always think others are good. When you have a good heart, you think everybody's like you. And that's a mistake. Everybody is not like you. That's what happened in European countries. People come in, they just think everybody's nice like them. Everybody has country. Everybody feels the way they feel, so let's accommodate everybody. everybody is, is everybody really like that? Hallelujah. Okay, so, <laughs> so can you imagine they were going to fight? Now, it was the king of Israel. This was yeah, going to the battle. A very good man. Tafak was the king of Judah. Judah was a country that time. They used to be together, but now they were two countries, Judah and Israel. So Jehoshaphat was from Judah, you know, so that they are. So he came to visit his colleague, like president of Nigeria, going to Ghana. And the king of Israel told him that we're about going to battle. Will you follow me? Jehoshaphat said, Okay, no problem. My bodyguards will also join and force will be strong. And the king of Israel, the owner of the battle, he told Jehoshaphat, I said, You know what? You dress like a king. I will dress like a soldier. It's not your battle. Go. And Jehoshaphat said, No problem. Common sense. You will be a prime target. In those days, if they should kill the king, that will be the end of the battle. If you are just assisting, what happened? And he asked you to wear your royal, I need to wear it. He said, no problem. Oh. <laughs> are you with me? Next verse. Look at Now the king of Syria had commanded captains of his chariots, saying, fight ye not with small grades. Only the king. Can you imagine? For the battle, the king they were going to fight Syria and said to all his soldiers, when we get to the battle, don't fight anybody. You only have one target, the king. Of the system. I'm reading this story because at times, some people, you are a victim of the errors of others. The mistake that you belong to. Sometimes of the family that you belong to. This message still applies to you. It's still the same thing. Let him pray. Now look at what people know that you know. Now, Joseph did not know all these things. He just thought that the king said, don't bother yourself to change. Just remain in your royal robe. He said, no problem. Then he did not even, because Bible said, king has said that, please, when we get to the battle, target only the king. So the king said, that, don't waste your time fighting. Everybody face the king. Anybody that sees the king, kill the king. So that's it. And he said, that, strike the shepherd. And the sheep will scatter. So that was what he said. Like when Super Eagles went for a particular match, under coach Onigbide, Khan Nwanko was our game plan. And I think the other people heard. As the match started, they just went for Kano's legs. So they both. And Kano was carried out. And Nigeria was stranded. That, so I believe that that, the, that coach of that country read this passage of the Bible. So he told the boys, don't, don't, don't tackle any other person. Can you clear? Then go for Kano. It is allowed in football. It is allowed in football. Somebody asked me that if a Christian is playing football and somebody is coming. So a Christian is leg. Oh God. See, it's a game. You are not enemies after the game. It's like boxing. So because you hit him and you are a professional boxer. Oh, your opponent is there. Father in heaven, I love you. Then is that one that's staggering. And you're like, ah, it's getting too much. Then you should not have chosen boxing as a career. The worst of it is said that natural uh, kickboxing is terrible. I've seen someone's jaw. Oh, God. It's terrible to build. They break bones anyhow. One guy, he said, one of the champions. <laughs> Generally, I love to inflict pain on people. 
Now they are paying me for doing bad. I love the game. <laughs> when you find that kind of person, he wants to be wicked. They compare. Amen. Now, the Bible says it came to pass when the captain of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat. Look at it. Then he said, It is the king. Therefore, the name Shabbat is about him to fight. But, oh, glory to God. It is never too late to cry upon God. The Bible says, All oh, everyone who calls on that, I said, That's it, be saved. Everyone. But people don't call. Jehoshaphat just saw that he was surrounded. They saw him, a robed man, the Lord King, and everybody went for him. And the Bible says Jehoshaphat cried to God. He did not explain himself to the Buddha. I'm sorry, I'm not the king. He cried to God. And to many people this way, helped him. Ah! And God moved them. Some traditions say that God diverted. Hey, this is going to happen too strong. God. There are enemies that you conquer. There are enemies that are too strong for you. David mentioned them. Those who are at the level now, they're not in the system as a way of diverting. They are not coming for you. They are not coming for you. Did you get that? At your else. There are some battles you can't face. And when God senses such coming around you, in the system, he can divert it. It goes somewhere. Somebody just... David was in the cleft of the road. They were there. And Saul was in. He was just about two, three minutes away from catching David. And the Bible said that divertes ran behind and said that, Oh king, they are invading our land. So they turn back. That day David was defenseless. God diverts so Oh, there will be diversions this week. Yeah. Hallelujah. There can be a mean boss. Who wants to pick on you? But God brought this something else distracts the man someone else distracts the man one meeting, one somewhere, one journey, one conference that he goes to distracts the man because you cannot face him with the weight he has but God can divert glory to God God help they will say for you I don't have your time now but he will never have your time praise the Lord so it is him Next verse. Look at what happened. For it came to pass that when the captain perceived that he was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. As it was a perception. Somehow they just, one of them just perceived inside him that no, this is not the king. The Bible did not even say that they, they saw him very well. He passed spirits. An assumption. They just said that maybe this is not the king. And they turned away. Oh, you see, there are different types of the move of the. Hallelujah. Whatever I share with you, that is the prevailing anointing for the moment. Because during this week, this is going to happen for many people. Oh, glory to you. I've shared this testimony before. When I was serving as a copper, and then I was posted to a school and I went there, but the school said there then. Now, my father's friend, my father's classmate from the uh, uh, beginning of secondary school to the end, and they used to sit together, was the uh, 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 in, in refining, there's a problem. We had refining and then we had PPMC together in the compound. And the chairman of PPMC or the manager, my father's friend. And he told my father, if your son needs a place, he can come. He said, but in NNP. He said that, you know, he is Yoruba, so he said it had to do with tribal stuff. He said, people, different people in the office were bringing their cousins, sons to come and be a couple. All not for anybody. He said, so as the manager, I overrule. I said, okay, henceforth, Nobody should bring anybody except anybody sent by NYSE. He says, so the only letter I plan to 
But to come to the when NPC was paying the highest amount to coppers then, and there was lunch, you know, we used to eat chicken every afternoon. So everybody wanted to go to Starbucks, carrying them. So everybody, all coppers wanted to go to an NPC. I didn't, it was two weeks ago. When I was getting the school where I went to, so I was looking for another place. So I called my father and said, I'll go and meet him. So he now told my father on the phone that, ah, your son is there. He said, Can you imagine? He persuaded them to I made that right. I said, I'm a man of integrity. I cannot break the rule I made. I just made the rule now that none of us senior staff should fight for anybody. When anyway, I said, So go to NYC, we can, can make it hard. Post to here. If I see the, a letter from there, of course I will receive you. So I went to him. I said, At times, when people, even when people want to help you, circumstances just said, and I went to NPC and said, I know we are not posting helicopter there again. We posted six there. And I told her, I said, but ma, I demand that to NPC. But she was saying that because she wanted people who settled that to be people were bright. Even when we were at orientation camp, I learned ladies were sleeping with soldiers to get posted. So the woman, because they felt that after that one year of NYC, you can retain your job there. So everybody was, oh, people will do anything for money. Guys were going to bribe. That that is what I said. No, we said we have the number. I knew she was lying, but that was what he said. So I'm not saying. I said, but I said, okay, if you are saying the truth, tell that manager to send a letter. And the man I told me, he said, honest, whenever that he said, I just can't, I just gave a decree that nobody writes from inside there. But if they write from NYS, it will accept the person. So he told my father, I said, there's nothing I can really tell you. I was saying the family or to keep begging them at NYS. And the word the woman was stubborn, he said, no way. So I left her and I went to. More praise. I was having a good time praying and enjoying myself. All couples would go to work in the morning. I was the only one at home. I was just thinking. So one day, after a time of it, I said, I heard in my spirit. Now, coast clear. So I went to see. And the way to call, I tell the woman three times that you want to go to an NPC. So I entered. I was so angry. Excuse me. I'll do that. I said, Get out of my office. I said, Second, say, get When I said the third, she got up and said, I will call security and get out. So I dropped my form on her table and I left. She who had said, but when I came outside, I met about 36 boys or thereabouts. Those were the people who had said to that, oh, there's corruption in the system. Said to that to go. So they were there outside. So I stood among them. I was just waiting. So when I came out, they came. Said, All of you bring your form. And, you know, and some of them wanted to go to uh, 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 Navy, Air Force, and CBN. So they gave her the form. And they put all their forms on mine. She mixed it up. Oh, everybody will use KDS number. So she didn't know which one. Because you know, I had provoked her. I'm sure she was planning to send me to the most remote village. But they mixed the whole form. There's number one since everything was mixed up. So she wrote NMPC on about 11 out of those 36. And mine was one of them. So when she brought them out, she came. And she was calling. <laughs> when she called my number, she looked at me. You, I grabbed it from her hand. So, oh boy. It's called Lambano. <laughs> that is the Greek word. They that have laid hold. Lambano. Or Kata Lambano. That's the Greek word. From them, I said, Lord, you've done your part. <laughs> so I took a bike before she could. I said, let nothing affect this miracle. NMPC was very far from town. I said, I took a bike straight. So give it to the manager so he smiled and they put their stamp. I said, there is no going back on this. Oh, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> she was distracted. <laughs> she was distracted. This is, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's all, not, when we talk about corruption, it's not limited to men. Yeah, what a man can be, a woman can do better. 
I camp alone. They asked us one time, the state, the state coordinator, a pastor of a church, a man of integrity, it was my to ask any question that we had Pandayam, Egusi, and everything. And it was my camp alone that two days to the end of the camp, he called all coppers together, called the accountants, and asked anybody about how many cows the governor said everything. He gave a full account of how the money was spent. It was my Bible study. So you come and see that Bible study. And he was such a good man. They talk him. I said, when, one day when he went, it was not a way. These same women, three of them, told us to go and be begging for money for coppers in the name of one orphan. And so all the coppers went out. When they stayed connected, some were going out. A guy told me. He said, hey, this is an opportunity for me to make money. That they've not paid off. That was all coppers were. The coppers were wearing a uniform going to good offices in Kaduna. The guy, coppers raised 45,000 and remitted 500 naira. I raised 11. When I wanted to, and that was a big money. When I wanted to remit, there was money to wicked people. NCCF Evangelism Secretary, he told me, he said, look, I feel sorry for you. He said, they will spend your money. He said, I don't want to take out of this money. He said, but I will not give my money that they did this. He said, this is I'm going to spend it. And you know what? When the state coordinator came back and he heard that coppers were told to go and be begging for money, he called for a solemn, sudden assembly and he said that no. So everybody was behind me. He said, so everybody go back to Centennial tomorrow and collect your money back. They gave all of us 1,000, everybody. Those who brought 48,000, 50,000, and this was for them. Women did it. So that evangelism man met me. He said, I told you. He said, you just lost your, he said, you just walked. He said, no. It's terrible. The day we were passing out the same thing. They asked us to buy a magazine. And the man was not. When the man came back, he, you know what they did? As we were doing the parade, the governor said, just said openly there that if you are paid for that magazine, go and collect your money back. That is not compulsory. Our coppers were dancing. You know, corruption can become a spirit. That you become an evil genius in how to con people. In Kaduna, Benzaria, Kaduna town, which is a, the capital city, out of 2,000 coppers, maybe about six, 700 will be in Kaduna town. The next big place is Zaria. Maybe another 400 has waited. And you know, then they can have 80 coppers in this village, 100 coppers in this village, 50 coppers in this village. You know what these women do? You know what they did? They knew that the man was going to police them to return our money back. So all the coppers and Zaria, what they did? Some villages with 11 coppers, somebody was there to mark your name and to give you your money back. They put Kaduna so slow to get on one queue. So 1,000 people on the queue. And we had passed out that day. And the woman, not, and the woman that she won't name yet. What is your name? I was there till 6 p.m. from morning. Coppers started going home. Some people were stubborn that look, if it will be to one, I'm here to collect my money. But they frustrated all of us. By 7 p.m., people started changing their mind. Ah, is it more than 1,000 I'm leaving? And that was the plan. Because they all of us in Kaduna and Zaria, they kill, even the kill will discourage you. So people came for the queue, and they had their traveling bag with it. It was the passing out day. People just started leaving, started leaving. So they still made money. Didn't want to give anybody. I said, how did they come up with this plan? When they announced that Kaduna and Zaria, this is your queue. Kaduna and Zaria. Oh, God. Evil genius. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed this morning? Diversion. Help. Help from above. Help from above. That is what is happening. Mercy. Amen. It's a call. Are you sinking? Are you experiencing storms? It's time to pray. It's not time to devise the way out. 
talking about when we it might be a way that seems right unto a man but the end but when you pray there is revelation of what to do i will continue from there because i want to the woman is praying and pray what exactly happens i i told the workers it's not that prayer that goes out to change something prayer will first of all adjust something in you when there must always be a law change my husband god will most times tell you a step to take it might be an adjustment or something in the house that bats the miracle. The physical step taken that gives back to what you're expecting from the spiritual realm. Shall we rise? Is someone blessed this morning? I feel like saying this storm is over. <laughs> oh dear Lord Jesus. Because God, with these words, these prophetic words, Many people are flying above the storms of life. God will lift you. For some, the pressure after this meeting will be diverted away. Oh, you better say amen very well. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Offices will not be the same again. Everybody pray in a minute or two. Have you ever... Let's practice it. Just let's start from here. Then we'll go over and continue. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. I left your house night, one night before for one day to go and pray about the matters of your life. Have you ever stayed awake? Just one grace. And just to say that this is my life. What is going on? Have you ever done that before? Have you really come to the throne of God? Have you really done it? To abandon yourself before the throne that Lord you alone. Moments like that something good, something wonderful happens. Something great. This message is the beginning for your own, for somebody here. This week, this month, you will need to take time. It might just be one day, just one day, one day. Receive mercy life. That you switch off your phone, switch off TV, and say, I need to pour my heart. I need to many people here. And come out of that room, come out of that retreat place, come out of that place with a with a, a tangible answer. I need to do that. Just one day that you don't watch TV. One day that you don't look at Facebook. One day that you answer no call. Of what we have you. One day, just one day. That you don't talk to any mortal man except God. To receive blueprints of yourself to do. Just one day. For some, it's just one night. One night from 11 to 5 a.m. You switch off your phone, switch off TV, switch off away from everybody. Lock yourself away from everybody and pray and desire the mercies of God of your life. For then a fundamental adjustment is made in your life. Then the Lord says something to you and it becomes the bedrock of your grandson forever. It says something to you that becomes the chief cornerstone on which your entire life is built on. You can tell this was what God said to me some years back. It's a solid word that stays with you. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pray.
Don't sink. There is an answer to every storm. There is an answer to every storm. They are not meant to last forever. Don't take chances. Don't let them achieve the will of the enemy in your life. The storm. No. He's supposed to take you to another height, but you must pray. You must pray. You must pray. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. Oh, we worship you. We give you praise. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.